What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today I am back with another of my year-end uh, reviews. And today it's PFL that I am looking at. Um, I've already done a, a, a review for PFL Europe. If you haven't checked that out, please do on our uh, on our YouTube channel or on the uh, Shardog.com website. But today I'm going to be concentrating on uh, the PFL 2023 regular season and the PFL in general, I suppose. Um, with the PFL, I, I usually start, like to start these shows off by looking back at the year, going through a couple of the cards and then looking forward. Uh, and I will go through the, the cards and talk about some of the fights and, and who my fighter of the year is as well. Um, but with the uh, the PFL, it's almost impossible to talk about the past without talking about the future because so much has changed for PFL, I suppose, in the last year. And I would describe the PFL, if I was to, to look back, so I look back at the year for Bellator and... It was very good inside the cage. Obviously, maybe not so good outside of the cage, but they have a life and they're going forward. I look back at the UFC and I didn't really like that year. I think Cage Warriors had a good year. I think other players had a good year. For the PFL, it's a little bit different. I think the PFL outside of the cage had one of the best years any MMA organization could ever ask for. You know, they, they bought Bellator. They've taken themselves to the new level. What we're looking forward to next year is is uncompromising and brilliant and fantastic. I think they've had some really good PR. Uh, they've, you know, put on some good fights as well. But also, um, the amount of care that people have from people care now about bfl and i'll tell you as someone who's been covering bfl for a long time i don't think that was always the case they have i i've really it took me time to like warm to the, the pfl season format and all of that but once i did a couple of years ago i've really enjoyed it since and i think people when they're explained it they actually like, well that makes kind of sense and that's good and you know the things that they don't like about mma I suppose, are not there in the PFL. They pay well. Uh, uh, you know, there's a big million quid at the end. There's a meritocracy. You don't have to be, you know, Dana White's best friend to get a title shot or anything like that. And it's all well and good. So um, I, I do think it's been a great year to, for telling people that. You know, they've gotten, obviously, the big Saudi money as, as well, where, you you know, we can say whether that's good or bad, but for their business and all that, it's, uh, it's undoubtedly good. Francis Ngannou. Massive for them, and especially come forward as well. As I said, very hard to look back at PFL without looking forward. They have Jake Paul, who might fight fight in MMA, and that's going to be a big attraction. Like even if it only lasts for one uh, one fight or whatever, but um, it was fantastic. The t- a slightly negative point then inside the cage. I think it was probably the the lowest year for PFL in in a good while, and there's there's one reason for that. It's because so many people fail drugs tests. And it, I, I, I feel like if you ask Dan Davis or, or Ray Seff or whoever it be, like if they could have restarted the season when that happened, I think I think it was after fight week one. I, th- I think they probably would have if they could. Now, you couldn't because of, you know, contractual obligations to the fighters and to the, uh, uh, I'm sure, ESPN and, and worldwide broadcasters and all of that. That's not possible, but it was a really, really, really tough thing for them to deal with. And honestly, I think, I, 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 I was going to say before the finale that the season never recovered from it. 
I think the finale saved it somewhat, but it was very unfortunate for PFL where they'd want to blow away year, and I don't think they necessarily had a blow away year. But it's not; it's actually very little to actually do with PFL. It reminds me a little bit of Bellator from a couple of years ago, where they put on so many good fights, and the fights just didn't deliver. Now the fights delivered in PFL this year. There were some very good fights and very good performances, but just when there was like, there's, I name the guys here who failed drug tests because that tells you, I think, a lot about. Um, the quality the PFL lost. So they lost Thiago Santos, who would have been one of the favourites to win the light heavyweight. They lost Bruno Capeloza, uh, um, because he failed the drugs test, who was the favourite and would have been the favourite again, I think, to win that heavyweight. Um, Flores, Jotko as well, no names. Uh, uh, Kuniev, who was a very good heavyweight. Uh, Mohamed uh, Fakradin, Cesar Fajar, Will Flory, and Daniel Torres as well. So to lose all of those names... It was very, very, very tough. And they got back. They got some good fighters in. But just, like, I, I think Santos Capelos, especially those two, um, even, even you could say Cesar Fajaya, very tough. Like, Will Flory as well, like, they came back to Ireland. Even, let's say, if he didn't win the tournament, if they had him to fight in Ireland, it would have been a big plus for them as well. So I think that was... The biggest minus point for PFL this year, but if you know, luckily for them, it almost feels like all the news around PFL, all the goodwill and all, kind of people have kind of forgotten about that, you know. And uh, PFL, they dealt with it in a very professional manner. I thought, you know, they they want to bring in Usada, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's a good thing necessarily, but maybe a lot of people would say it was. Um, and, you know, they suspended all the people. They didn't try it. There was no trying to hide it or anything like that. They got suspended. That was it. And they were gone. But um, that was, that's so tough. Like, if you're a PFL and you only have, you know, obviously a certain amount of um, uh, of uh, season seasonal tournaments every year, um, it is uh, it is very tough when you lose, like, a large percentage of the, of the fighters out of those tournaments. So, very, very tough. And... Uh, Look, as I said, they, it was tough to bounce back, but by the time they got to the final, which we'll talk about here uh, in a second, they uh, they did it. Um, so let's let's talk about it. Let's get to the the, the PFL season and uh, let's let's discuss the way it went. Um, I suppose when everything, um, you know, when everything, I suppose the the rust met the road, as they say, there was a um, like. A bracket and a a season with fighters that I suppose some people wouldn't know, you know, down the uh, down the ledger maybe, but the ones at the top were still pretty good, and you know they had that, and that that, that I suppose that that is a good thing. Um, just to go through maybe some of the the season roster for twenty twenty three, and then we will get to the cards. Uh, in the featherweight division, we had Flores, Lachnan, Jenkins, Wade. Torres, Braga, Pineda, um, Josun Bin, Morais, Kabulov, Kudo, and Diamond. And obviously, you know, we know what happened with uh, the drug test failure. Some were in and some were out. And did Delia then at heavyweight, the heavyweights, and Delia Kapaloza, Cesar Fejia, Danilo Marquez, Golsov, Heiderman, Nunes, Sheffield, Fejia, Brady, um, Adrisak, Green, Kuniev, and uh, De Castro, a light heavyweight then. Andrew Sanchez, uh, Daniel Spahn, Dylan Monte, Imbic Sanganai, um, Joshua Silvera, Christoph Jocko, Martin Hamlet, uh, Mohamed Fakhardin, Rob Wilkinson, Sam K, Taylor Johnson, um, Thiago Santos, Will Flory, Flores, um, and uh, and Tim Karen, and then uh, uh, lightweight, uh, Amir Amir, 
Martinez, Romero, Miranda, Manfe, Obamercia, Schult, Collard, Burgos, Ray, uh, Nishikawa, at, uh, at Federway, uh, Welterweight then, uh, they have been Egli, Carlos Leal, David Zavada, Danilo Taylor, Magomed Karimov, uh, Al Salawi, Umalatov, Lopez, Renfro, Mitchell, C, uh, and in the women's uh, Federweight division finally, Amanda Leerook, uh, Aspen Ladd, Evelyn Martins, Julia Budd, Mokathena, Pacheco, Kale Harrison obviously wasn't in the tournament this season. Uh, Sobek, Jindrova, Olenek, and Yoga Hisaki. And, you know, one guy I failed to mention there was obviously Rob Wilkinson, you know, who, who didn't end up coming towards the finale after such uh, a good win as well last year. So a lot of people fall out. A lot of those names which I mentioned there just didn't end up going the whole way. And, uh, that was uh, that was that was tough on him, but still, let's get to the, some of the fights and go through some of the cards and uh, and uh, reminisce on how the uh, the season went for PFL. So it all started off back in April. I think that's interesting as well for 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 PFL, and I like the fact that in the upcoming year, uh, I think they said February they're coming back with the PFL versus versus Bellator card. This is a common theme for me across all of these promotions that like they're starting too late in the year. Like, okay, I understand it's hard to sell tickets in January and February and all that, and people don't want to go out and they want to stay in after spending money over the Christmas time. But, like, surely, (laughs) surely at the start of February, at the end of January, if if one or two of the promotions capitalise on it and put on a couple of cards, I know the UFC do it, but... I feel like there must be some sort of market there considering no one else does it. You know, a lot of people don't sell tickets. Boxing doesn't do it much. And the other MMA organizations don't do it much. Like, if you're an organization there, let's say, let's say you say, right, I'm going to have two events in January. I'm going to have one in the second week of January and the fourth week of January. I Like, it's going to be tough, but you might have a better chance. Do you, do you know what you also have a better chance of? Even if it's let's say, let's let's say it's a an apex type show or a warehouse show or whatever it might be, you don't even try to sell tickets. If you can get on TV, there are many nights there's no UFC on. There are many nights there's no Bellator, PFL, Cage Warriors, and all of that. You can get the audience to watch you, and I think Risen and Octagon at the end of the year uh, had that, and I think. PFL would be very wise to that, but I digress on that. They started off uh, in April um, with, you know, a big name fight, I suppose, Brendan Lachnan against Marlon Moraes. Uh, it happened, I suppose, as you, you would think it happened. Brendan Lachnan took Marlon Moraes apart, looked absolutely fantastic in that after coming in as champion uh, and in the the spate of no contests <laughs> occurred Wilkinson Santos, Jocko uh, Flory, uh, Flores against uh, Torres, but the other Fights on it. It, it, it. You know what's funny here? The the very bottom fight. Let, let's let's mention that one first. Was probably the most important fight uh, for on this card because Impa Kasanga and I beat Corey Hendricks, and what an important fight that turned out to be. You know, you'd win here for the likes of Ty Flores and Dylan Monte. And what about this fight as well? Gabriel Braga and Jesus Pinedo, um, which is a fight we will see. We'll be seeing again later in the year. Gabriel Braga won this one in April. Um, but the, the light heavyweights then, Joshua Severa got a win over Sam K and Hamlet got a win. Good good fights there. Good setup fights, I feel like, for both of those lads. Uh, Kabi Bulov came in against Kudo, got a win, and, and Bubba Jenkins uh, as well won in in, uh, in that one. Um, the second fight was a week later, and uh, the, the women's featherweights were in it. Now, we had a change this year as well. Last year, it was the women's 155-pound division. Now, it's 145-pound, obviously, because Kayla Harrison wasn't in it. Um, I think the big issue here 
was that Kayla Harrison wasn't in it. Look, and you didn't have the draw of Kayla Harrison to, you know, for, I'm sure PFL were, were devastated about that. But also, you know, if you're Pacheco, if you're Julia Bud, if you're some of the other people, you like you want to be fighting Kayla Harrison. You want her in the division. Um, and when she isn't in it, it's it's kind of, I, I you know it was a little bit unfair in Pacheco as well, considering she had beaten her last year. Now she has to go back in. Look. To win the million, so it's it's not that big of a deal. I'm sure she's happy enough to win the million and not have to beat Kayla Harrison. But still, you know, if if this is another fighter, they'd say they win running, you know. And I'm not say I'm not saying that Kayla Harrison win running, but uh, and you know she definitely didn't. But at the same time, I think Pacheco should be looked at uh, looked at and looked on as a bit of a gangster for what she did last year and what she did this year as well. So credit to her this is probably her worst performance <laughs> in a long time close enough fight Julia Budd came in and she performed well um, again if you know contest in this Kapiloza and Sheffield uh, 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 um, Rizan Kuniev against uh, Hinan Fahea but um, the obviously the, the, a lot of the women's fights on this Olena uh, um, Kolesnik got a great win over Aspenada she was the underdog obviously coming in there as did Amanda Lybrook good knockout there I, I think I picked her as one of my uh, picks that week and uh, great great year for um, Marina Mokathena as well she picked up a win here as did Evelyn Martinez Maurice Green being um, Nunes in the heavyweight division Alo Baggio Walsh interesting what they did just to mention Ali Baggio Walsh um, they did win Nathan Kelly in, in the PFL Europe as well given um, the amateurs a go here and uh, there were a few people criticised it in, in Ireland but we we always have plenty of begrudgers here but I I think what PFL do with that like obviously you know he's Ali's grandson and you know for, for Nate the Great over here in Ireland he was the young lad that came through at McGregor and he's turned into a you know <coughs> a person of interest and to have Amateur showcase fights like that. I think it's pretty cool. For PFL, you know, I, I like the fact that they're not all about just this has to be a season fight, this has to be a tournament fight, that has to be a completely meaningful fight. Do you know what? An amateur fight can be very meaningful as well, or uh, the first fight of your career, or one of the first few fights of your career fighting on a big card that pushes you on to become you know, a very good fighter, pushes you on to give you experience for you to go to that next level. So... You know, I'm glad the PFL have done that. I wouldn't like too too much amateur fights, one or two a year. If it's a special attraction, someone like this, absolutely fine with me. But um, I, I actually I, I want to give him credit for that, to be honest, because I, I like that. And uh, um, Ali Baggio Walsh has been pretty good uh, this year, as was Nate the Great in that fight. Uh, a week later, in three fights before the 14th of April, uh, the welterweights were in in, in on the top here, and Sadabu C. He just looks so good against Jarad Al Shalawi. Um, finished him here, and I think after C won the the uh, the season the year before, he went to a different level. I think this year he started finishing guys more. He started um, becoming more attacking and then finishing guys more, but looked so good. And I think I think he's the sort of guy that you look at the PFL format and you think this is not only being perfect for a guy like him. Uh, who has had a good few opportunities, eventually won it, improved, and then went on to another level. Very, like, it's funny that you think maybe that wouldn't happen, right? But it's happened with him. It's happened with Pacheco. It's and you know, it's it happened with a few more people as well. Now I think that sometimes the issue is you get to the likes of say maybe the Chris Wades or the Bubba Jenkinses or the Nathan Schultz and. Um, 
they maybe lads are in it too much, too far, too many tournaments, and maybe they need to go. You know, maybe they need to go to Bellator uh, or something like that. Um, I think that can happen too, but that can happen. You know, if you're in the UFC for too long, or if you're in Bellator for too long, or whatever, and you need just like a fresh coat of paint. Um, but I do think, I do think it is something that is happening um, at. Uh, an alarming rate, I think, in the PFL with guys like really, really improving in the tournament, winning it, and then improving again and going forward. Now, you know, <laughs> the, the funny one, I suppose, was, was Brendan Lachnan. We'll talk more about that, but we'll see what happens with him next year. I'm not willing to rule that out happening with him either, but we, I suppose we will see on that. Look, Magomed Karimov, another one, he started off very well, but he was on this card. He got a, a very good win. Uh, Hausha Maffeo beat uh, Alex Martinez. Well, a guy who maybe I was saying last year was one of those people I was talking about. Maybe he doesn't need to be in the tournament anymore. He's been there, done that, but no, uh, he looked really good again this year and beat... Martinez, um, Shane Mitchell lost to Niall Lopez. Bruno Miranda got a win here, as did Nathan Schultz, the aforementioned, over Stevie Ray. Uh, Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos, you know, when he came into PFL, I remember thinking to myself, um, this guy was a good UFC fighter, but, you know, not a great UFC fighter. There's guys in PFL who are better than Shane Burgos, and uh, he found that out this year. Over Mercia, 100% was anyway in this night. Um, and, you know, in the UFC, we're kind of crying about him going. I was like, mm, I, I don't know. It was a good sign for PFL, but like, I hope they didn't pay too much for him. No, from their point of view, I hope they did pay too much for him. I take that back. I hope Sean Burgos got them as much money as he possibly can get. But if you're if you're like a soccer fan or something, and, and your team is signing someone, you're like, well, I don't know if that's the best value. I'm paying 40, 40 million for Danny Van de Beek or something like this. Well, well, it looked good, but is it that good? I don't know. Um, but yeah, Burgos hasn't had the greatest year, to be honest. Clay Collar, though, again, another guy who just loves the tournament and is great in it. Golsov, Miranda, and Umaladov. Miranda is probably the best example of a guy who's improved and improved and improved. And uh, he's a guy who I think, you know, I, I just hope, you know, obviously a welterweight. There's a lot of Bellator welterweights as well. I hope a guy like Carlos and Miranda won't maybe get pushed out. But uh, we, I suppose we, <laughs> that's a big question for a lot of the fighters. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, then there was a bit of a break. They came back in June and the shock of the year in the PFL where uh, Jesus Pinedo beat Brendan Lachnan knocked him out after only 94 seconds with a beautiful knee and beautiful shots massive massive uh, underdog coming in a massive massive shock one of the biggest shocks of the year but what a win and you know this shows exactly what PFL is about you have Brendan Lachnan who is the guy big big fan favourite in the UK you know they're coming back obviously to, to the UK and um um, you know, with, with the PFL Europe and all of that, and I'm sure they have big, bigger plans for for years ahead. And if he was the guy, a two time champion, he's going to be big star, massive, and all that. But he lost. He went in there and he had a fight, and the better man on the night won. And take nothing away from Lachnan. I'm a massive fan of Brendan Lachnan as, as a person and as a fighter. But Jesus Pinedo did what sports do. You know, if you're Accrington Stanley and you beat Liverpool, then you beat him. You win one nil. You win one nil. You know, and. Uh, not to say that Pinedo is acting insanely. In fact, we'll see he's very much not later on, but you got to love it. You win and you advance, and that's exactly what he did uh, in, in this one. Um, there weren't many other uh, underdog wins, I suppose, here. Kabalayev, Hamas, 
Jenkins, Silvera all got the wins over there, I suppose, against inferior opponents. Um, Chris Wade beat Ryuji Kudo pretty quickly in that. Tough year for Kudo. You'd, you'd almost fancy it being his last year uh, in the PFL after a great first year. Very fun fighter. I'd love to see um, him picked up. You know, maybe maybe like a one championship or something like that. Or maybe even go into Bellator. I think there's some full fights there. Do you know what would be a great fight? Ryuji Kudo versus James Gallagher. That'd be a great fight to make in Bellator. Let's make that happen. Someone, someone needs to tell someone. Come on, Don Davis or or, or oh, that'd be a great fight. Love to see that fight. Anyway, Impecasangani in the tournament now beats Tim Caron. Wonderful win for him there uh, in the second round. Andrew Sanchez, Abigail Montez got a win as did uh, Alex uh, Pergande in the undercard here. Uh, do we move on? to the 16th of June the PFL 5 of 2023 uh, Ante Delia ended up getting the unanimous decision over Marie's screen here made, made a little bit maybe of hard work of it but did end up getting the win Hina Fahea also won against Matthias Scheffel you know the guys you would expect in his goals of as well uh, in the heavyweight division as did uh, as did Nunes and, and Heiderman over Brady you know, Brady's one of those guys, I think, maybe in a few years, but uh, not not quite ready for it yet. Then we had the women's heavyweights, as well as I like to call them, but featherweights. Uh, Pacheco got a, a very easy win against Lybrook. You know, you need that at that time of the year, don't you? You know, she'd one tough fight, put that, in the, put that in the bag, put that in the books, goes in and beats Lybrook in 45 seconds, and then she's going on to, the, to, to, to what makes her uh, the, the money, let's say. Um, uh Ali Walsh was back here, got another win. Aspenad beat Karina Sobek. Badly needed win in her career there. Uh, again, Makathena got a win. Looked good beating uh, Evelyn Martez and Julia Budd as well. Beat uh, Bjindrov as did Olenek. What a, what a great win for uh, uh, Kaleshnik even. Olena Kaleshnik, really good win. Really good year for her as well. Um, June 23rd then, the, the sixth... Um, a PFL card of the uh, of the year. Oba Mercia beats uh, Anthony Mer- Romero here. Uh, a pretty, uh, I don't know, a pretty good matchup for Oba Mercia. Sometimes I wonder how they come across these matchups and how they make these matchups. Maybe it's to do with you know the mathematics of it all and that. But I'd, I'd like to know that. Maybe, maybe someone has explained it before. If, if anyone knows, let me know. But um, yeah, a good win for Oba Mercia, but a pretty easy matchup there. CB Mitchell as well. I thought that was. Uh, he made a little bit of tough work of that, but he got through it. Burgos, you know, a little bit of nice matchmaking as well against uh, Nishikawa. Got back. Um, we had Magomed Karimov beating David Zavada. Um, uh, Umaladov won here. Clay Collard won. Carlos uh, Leal Miranda. And then we had a very controversial fight, obviously, between Nathan Schultz and Hausch Maffeo, the teammates. And uh, they were both thrown out of it after this. And Shane Burgos got through a decision that I, I didn't did, uh, agree with. And I think most people did not agree with. But um, that's what happened. And Shane Burgos went through. I don't, I don't like when kind of promotions meddle with things like that. Like, why make this fight if you think that's a possibility? Or if it could be a possibility? There's plenty of other lads to fight. But I think that is a learning experience for PFL. I don't think they'll be making that mistake uh, again somehow. But uh, Bruno Miranda, Rinfro also got wins in uh, in this one. We move on to the seventh card of the year on August 4th. Um, and this is when uh, the the big boys, I suppose, started uh, started fighting here. Um, the As we come towards the end of the year, obviously, Pinedo beat Bubba Jenkins to get to the finale. Uh, a very good win for him there in the... In the um, uh, in the second round, and now it's it's becoming 
you know, star stuff. It's becoming uh, the stuff of dreams here for Pineda, and he gets to the final. Silvera as well, after coming in short notice last year, getting to the final last year. He's back in the final again this year. Uh, or did he get to the final last year? Did he get close to it? He got. Cl- I think he got to the final, if, if memory serves me correct. Um, Braga won, beat Chris Waite, and we'll see that rematch we'll talk about in a second. And what a win for him, but Kasang and I... Uh, you know, a guy who I've underrated a little bit. I know people in the comment section get on to me about underrating Kasangani, but I will never do that anymore. Brilliant win for him there against Martin Hamlet, who I read very, very highly. Um, there was some uh, some other fights in this card as well, but none of, none of the tournament fights uh, on that. Um, but there was at August 18th in the eighth card of the year, Hinefehe beat Maurice Green. You know, big guy against big guy. Took him out in a round, big knockout, big uh, big punches in there. You could say the same 14 seconds for Larissa Pacheco took out Kaleshnik, who was having a great year. But, you know, when you meet uh, uh, Pacheco, that year <laughs> quickly turns badly. Uh, goals have got into the final as well here. Um, there was, was there something happened? Was there a bit of, like flu or something? I remember some of the fights had to be moved around. Goals have had to be moved to the next week, didn't he? So, uh, yeah, Makathena didn't win as well. Nathan Kelly was on the undercard here. He went on to uh, to headline PFL Dublin and got a great win there as well. So, um, yeah, that was good stuff there out of, uh, out of that card. And then... We got to the, the championship, the finale, and um, it was it was a, a, a car that... Do you know what? I, I, if I could give one piece of advice to the PFL, it would be to make the finale a weekend. Let's make... Uh, how many title fights are in this? One, two, three, four, five, is it? One, two, three, four, five. Let's make them six next year, right? Let's, let's have six tournaments. Let's... A bantamweight tournament. Let's bring in the Bellator guys. Let's go all out and let's have a Friday night. We have three title fights with a great undercard. Saturday night we have three title fights with a great undercard. This is the PFL weekend extravaganza. It's there's a massive problem when you have five title fights and five rounds. They can go awful, awful, awful long. Now these didn't right. There, there was. Well, there was a few of them. There was three of them, and then a few three rounds in the second round. There was no early finish on this, and that is an issue because you turn great fights and potential like showcase fights for your organization into like a long night for the people watching at home. Um, and there was a little bit of that here, to be honest. So I, I've I've talked to people. I've mentioned it to BFL people in PFL before, and they're like said to me, yeah, that's not a bad idea, you know, that's a, that's a good, and I, honestly, I, I don't think it's an idea that I came up with necessarily, I think they've probably been thinking about that themselves, but I, I would love for them to do that. Regardless, um, I think the PFL probably got the champions they wanted in the end out of this year, it was a very tumultuous year, obviously, with, you know, and may, uh, in the end, anyway, maybe they would have wanted Lachnan, maybe they would have wanted Wilkinson and Capelos and a few more, but with what they had left, I think the fact that Auburn Mercier won he re- retired. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, Clay Collard, I think Clay would, would have been a great winner as well. But I, I think Hinnan Fahir winning is a real blessing for them. This guy is a six foot eight. Is it six foot eight or bigger? He's a big monster anyway. A big monster of man, six foot eight. Uh, this is a guy who can fight Francis Ngannou. He might beat him, but by God... He could test him. He could hit him. A very good fighter. Even more so maybe even than Golsov, who might have a better chance of beating Francis because of his wrestling. But I, I, I haven't heard that from PFL. I need PFL to tell me that. I can, I've been telling people that because I believe that. But I, 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 you know, 
this heavyweight division for PFL with Francis now on the outskirts, they need to start promoting this more. They need to start telling people how good these lads are. Because you know what? <coughs> Fahey is a good fighter. Goldsov is a good fighter. Kapilos is a good fighter. There are a few good fighters in there. There's no doubt about that at all. But people just don't know who they are. You know? And then, you, you know, you've Dan Davis coming on and he kind of saying, um, oh, there's there's no one of no... What, what was it? There's no intriguing fight. I'm intrigued by a fight. I, I'm an MMA fan. I'm intrigued by an MMA fight over a boxing match any day. You know, come on, you're an MMA promoter here. Get, give the people what they want. You have what people would want. Give us, give us that. Come on. Or talk about giving it to us anyway. Anyway, great win for Fahea. After a tough enough first round, he came back and he won 26 seconds into the second round. Uh, Pacheco, you know, Makathena, she has improved. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Makathena won a tournament next year. Let's say if Pacheco wasn't in it, Harrison wasn't in it. I think Makathena is the next best person in that division. She's improved so much over the last few years. Very good performance for her there. But Pacheco wins her second million. <sighs> Brilliant. You just love... Do you know my favourite thing about PFL finale is you see people winning a million quid. A million dollars. It's beautiful. We always talk about, you know, ad nauseum we talk about the pay being bad. But when the pay is good, we don't talk about it enough. And this is beautiful. Beautiful. I love seeing it. And um, for Pacheco to pick up two million in two years, brilliant. Mega McCarramov beat C then. Emphatic. Got the finish in the third round. And what about Impikasanga now? I said I'd name my fighter of the year uh, for uh, for uh, PFL and for everyone else. Actually, there's there, I, I'd almost forgot a title fight here because it's buried. And there's two people who it's a real toss-up for me and it's Impica Sangani and Jesus Pinedo um, I'm so torn right because this is the reason I'm torn Pinedo did lose a fight right now he came back and he beat him and Kasang and I won like 12 fights this year or whatever it was but I do feel like the level that Pinedo beat was higher I, I'm just so torn can I name it can I name a giant can I name a giant fighter of the year um, do you know what because of the the slight disrespect I showed this Kasang and I not picking him a couple of times and the people giving out to me in the comment section correctly, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my Sheehan Shaw twenty twenty three PFL fighter of the year to Impa Kasangani. He is the fighter of the year. Well deserved. Brilliant win against Joshua Silvera, cut a brilliant promo, was over in Ireland a couple of weeks after, you know, and was very good to the fans and everything like that as well. Brilliant, brilliant fighter, brilliant representative of him and I John I love as well. When Daniel Cormier won the, the heavyweight championship, I loved it. As much as maybe I'm not Daniel Cormier's biggest fan, but I loved it because he got out of the shadow of John Jones. You know, just even if it was only for a, a month or a while, he did it. And Kasang, how, how would you remember him, Kasangana, if he didn't win this? How would you remember him? I, you know, we all know, I think, he was on the wrong side of the greatest knockout in UFC history. I don't think there's any debate about that. I think it was the greatest knockout in UFC history, and he was the one who got knocked out. And that's how he would have been remembered. But now, he's a champion in PFL, won the light heavyweight division, came in when he wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament, won his way in, got in, beat everyone, looked brilliant doing it, and takes home the million quid. I love it. What a story. What a, what a brilliant year for Kasangani. Fantastic. And then for Pinedo as well. Lost his first fight to Braga. Beats... Uh, Brendan Lachnan wins in the semi-final comes back and beats Braga knocks him out in the third round what a story for Jesus Pinedo like a guy and I, I love that as well because even if Braga had won I think it would have been the same a guy like maybe you wouldn't have expected to be a very very 
um, a championship level fighter or to reach that goal they can they do it and they can reach it and that's where that's what happens in PFL and I love that it's one of my favourite things about PFL you know um, so fantastic for all those champions to get there uh, also on this card Kayla Harrison got back to win away as I'm sure we'll be seeing more of her as well but um, and there was a big win for Derek Brunson over Ray Cooper and I'm sure we'll be seeing him in a tournament next year so that was the year for the PFL and, and you know um a tough year, but a year that ended very well, I think. And as I said, I like the end of it. I'm looking forward. There's a lot to look forward to for PFL. You now have Bellator fighters in PFL. Who of the Bellator fighters are going to be in the the season brackets for next year? Um, how is it going to work out? Is there going to be more fighters? Is there going to be more tournament uh, season tournament brackets? Is there going to be more divisions? Um, who's going to be going back and forth between PFL and and Bellator? Is PFL Europe going to come back to Ireland? Is a big question I'd want to ask. I'm, PFL Europe was a, an unmitigated success for me. Please check out the the, the uh, review I did on that. Um, we also have PFL Middle East and Africa, I believe, isn't it coming up this year? The Challenger Series also. I didn't mention that, but the Challenger Series. I, I watch a couple of the Challenger Series. Tough, you know, when it's on, on on a Tuesday or whatever it is, as an Irish man, and it's on at like three o'clock in the morning. So I, I won't lie and tell you I've watched all of them, but I watched a bit. Um, my guy Nathan Kelly was on one of them, and I do like them quick four fights out the door. I love that, <laughs> you know, it's very very good. But um, honestly, I like a lot of what PFL are doing. I'm very interested to see how it goes. You would hope that they can keep bringing money in and get to a place where they can make money and make a lot of money and put up a real battle against the UFC. And, you know, they talk about co-leader. That would be great. It'd be great for him, man. And you know what? The product that they offer has given me way more joy than the UFC in the last year. Way more. Honestly. And I'd encourage anyone, if you're watching this and you wanted them, maybe, oh, what happened in the PFL this year? Check it out next year. Give it a try because it's it's rewarding. It really is. And it'll even be more rewarding next year because you want to have fucking 15 lads failing drugs tests. I don't think that's going to happen again anyway. So, um, yeah, a good year for the PFL. A great year for the PFL outside of the cage. A, a bad year at times inside the cage that ended in a good year. The fights were always good. The fights were always good. It's just a little bit disappointing that we didn't get all the big fights we wanted. But at the end, we had a, a finale that saw some... Sad, and and sad is not the word. Emotional moments, sad moments, I suppose. With with uh, Oba Mercia retiring, if he does retire, um, and some like I'll say it again, seeing people wave that one million around, even the hundred thousand in the PFL Europe that I saw him, it's beautiful, it's lovely, and um, I'm glad the PFL give us something like that. And as I said, in the future, we have Francis Ngannou. Take Jake Paul or, or, or leave him, you know, whatever. But Francis Ngannou next year. Oh, I can't wait for it. I absolutely cannot wait for it. All right, everyone. That is it for me. That is my season review. Congratulations, Ipika Sang and I, your fighter of the year for the Sheehan Show in PFL. And that is it for the Sheehan Show for today. Thank you very much. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com. And I'll see you all next time.